This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Trade talks with China have been given a little more time. President Donald Trump had given until the beginning of March to reach a deal before he would increase tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. But over the weekend, he said talks were progressing and he would delay the tariff increase. Speaking to the nation's governors in Washington on Monday, Trump said he still hopes to wrap things up quickly. We lose $800 billion a year on trade. Think of it. It's inconceivable. Nobody even knows what that means. And uh, we're fixing that all up. We start with Mexico, Canada, China. China's the big one. China's 50% of the number, even more. Uh, And we're doing very well. That could happen fairly soon, or it might not happen at all, okay? Might not happen at all, but I think it's going to happen, and it could happen fairly soon. The relationship is great. Trump also said he expects Democratic opposition to efforts to pass the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. I know how much they hate me. But they have to hate me even more not to get this deal approved, okay? That's the only thing I can say. The trade deal also has its issues north of the border. Canadian Ag Minister Lawrence McCauley spoke with AgriPulse for this week's open mic. He said Canada's dairy sector will need some help in adjusting to the new deal. The dairy industry was disappointed. I mean, we lost some of our uh, of our quota, and that was quite difficult. Uh, and um, the government has indicated quite clearly that we're going to fully and, and fairly co- compensate the dairy farmers in our country, and we will do that. Macaulay didn't get into specifics about what the full and fair compensation would look like, but he did say something was in the works. It's very important that it comes from the sector itself. We put gr- groups in place. We appointed groups in order to discuss this issue and put a, a package in place. And that is uh, being done at the moment and will be presented to government. And uh, we hope that we will be, we know that we will fully and fairly compensate the farmers. To hear more from Macaulay, including his thoughts on the USMCA deal and how he'd like to see agricultural technology treated around the world, check out the interview on agripulse.com. Elsewhere in farm policy, it will be a busy week in Washington. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue will head to Capitol Hill twice, once to testify before the House Agriculture Committee, once before the equivalent panel in the Senate. The Department of Agriculture is also set to hold a listening session on implementation of the new Farm Bill tomorrow. That's on top of a trade hearing on U.S.-China policy on Wednesday and FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb appearing before a House panel Wednesday afternoon. Oh, and the Senate could consider Andrew Wheeler's nomination to be the next EPA administrator. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell teed him up for consideration before the Senate adjourned prior to last week's recess. This is all on top of the annual Commodity Classic taking place this week in Orlando, Florida. Purdue is scheduled to address the crowd there on Friday. Stay tuned to AgriPulse for coverage of all of this and more throughout the week. Finally today, the equipment sector has a vested interest in rural broadband deployment. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A rural broadband advocate suggests Congress should change the way they think about rural connectivity. Nick Tyndall is Senior Director of Regulatory Affairs and Ag Policy at the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. He says Congress needs to think about rural connectivity in terms of wireless coverage rather than just burying fiber cables in the ground. There's just a growing need for wireless connectivity in the field. You know, pretty much every tractor that's rolling off the assembly line today comes equipped with a cell phone modem. And to, you know, producers to utilize their full potential, they need a cell phone signal in the field. Tyndall says cell phone towers cost around $265,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but argues they provide cost-saving benefits. If it's 
covering 20,000 acres of corn, even on the national average of uh, 177 bushels at $3.50 a bushel, that's $12.5 million of corn. And of course, you build a cell phone tower, it's there for years. That uh, $12.5 million worth of corn, and hopefully prices will go up, it'll be worth more, that's year after year. He says the Precision Agriculture Connectivity Act and the Farm Bill is a starting point, but more needs to happen to ensure Congress spends money on rural broadband wisely. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.